Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living. Damn. Spoke it till existence. Wallahi. More change than 50. Got more cars than Diddy. Oh, God. I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250. What's up, guys? This is Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of society, and welcome to motherfucking reality. Today is a very special day, and I'm going to tell you why when I remember. In other news, I'm joined by my co-host, the pastor of disaster, DJ DJ God, otherwise known as Vaughn the Impaler. What's up, dude? Uh, I just got done with a five-hour trek through snow and ice to get here. And what, and what, what car were you driving? Uh, the Honda. The Honda what? The Honda Accord. The Honda Accord. The Honda Accord. Is that an all-wheel drive car? Uh, no, it's not. So I traded it in. I uh, I parked it and got a uh, Nissan Rogue from Enterprise sounds, Rent-A-Car. Sounds aggressive. Yeah, super aggressive. Sounds aggressive. But you know what's... You know that's fucking wild for you, bro. It is wild, but you know what's crazy? Uh, moving away from St. Louis, you you start to realize I you know you know how badly I wanted to move back to you know Manhattan in the small college town, but you realize that there are some really pretty positive things about a major metropolitan area. One thing is that they actually clean off the streets quicker, because you know all the snow came down. What was it yesterday? And by nine thirty or ten, it's still snowing. In the morning, bro. I could well, see no, the no, snow. no, no, no. Yeah, around St. Louis, there's they're scraping off the thing, but in Manhattan yesterday, oh, okay. all the snow came down, and by ten o'clock, it was still like the whole the whole city was k- blanketed by snow. You wow. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. sounds, sounds like a fucking war zone, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, sitting in the third seat today, and if you don't know and you haven't figured out yet, we've got a new format of show. Um, it's me and Vaughn and the third seat. And in the third seat today is someone who will be a regular on the show consistently, not every episode, but when we don't have a guest that is from the outside, uh, my man... Mr. Sal Frisella, who's also my brother and also uh, never beat me up in his entire life. He's sitting in third seat. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I think yeah. I'm one and oh, I'm the belt champion right now. What? No, you're we 10,001. Re- no, no. Well, okay, well, yeah, but we reset. You know what I mean? When? Whenever I turned 37, we reset. No, we did not. Yeah, we got no, You did not win that fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you did not win that fight. Uh, appreciate you if guys. If you're having counting me. that as a win, I feel bad for you. Well, how, I, mean, what uh, I mean, what do I say? Draw? I. I'm you. You didn't win. I don't know if I won either. I know this. Afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> the story we got last time, or maybe you were the one that told it, was that you blindsided. No, he, he's talking about our most recent fight. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No, I was that's not a privy fight. to that one. <laughs> but that, <laughs> okay, that's, you, that is true. And for okay. you guys listening, that was about three months ago. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> and everybody's always like, "What's it like? What's it like working together?" On some days it's great. Yeah. Some Other days, days it's physical. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> HR doesn't like it. Well, and the good news is, is that's the workout of the day. So, yeah. like, you know, like, kind of, you're sore, you know, so you know you did things, you know, you. Bro, yeah. I would tell you what, I left that day and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have to start running. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought of you guys the other day because I watched, I rewatched Braveheart and you know, the, he and that, he, his buddy Hamish yeah. in that, they're just, you know, they're pals, but they're literally like punching each other out yeah. half the time. Hey dude. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Right William there. Wallace is a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yes. He How are you going to be friends with somebody if you ever, if you never fought him before? That's a good question. You know Man, what I'm saying? I, you're going to laugh. I don't even know that I should probably even say this on air, but like literally I was telling my guys today, and I'm like, you know, if I was over there and I was in that building, I'd already fought the motherfuckers. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. Probably can't say that, but that's how I lead. So, Hey, yeah. man, you know what? Um, 
I think that's something we should bring back in society. I, Did you guys see that thing that I posted the other day about uh, in Peru? How they have like a yes. day where you beat the shit out of your work. Your Call mor- them out. Yeah, your your enemy for the year. You beat them up. And, you know, you might get your ass kicked, too, but you have, like, a fight. You get a cleanse. Yeah, and then, like, afterwards, you go drink beer. I like that. Yeah, but see, that's what we don't have in America anymore. We don't have rites of passage like that. Well, I'm, when I grew up, we did. Well, yeah. y- you do. There's just the repercussions are a little bit right. a little <laughs> <Right>. bit different. <laughs> right. Oh, now we got these guys who feel like they got to, obvi- well, as I know, they got to pull a knife or they got to pull a yeah. gun or they yeah. got to right. fucking, you know, like, there's no more of this... I'm going to kick your ass and we're going to be friends afterwards. Oh, it's, s- it's kind of a shame, though, because some of my best friends, we started out like that. Well, you settle, yeah. settle it like men, right? Yeah. Well, it's right. true. It's like sometimes, listen, I, I wrote a, whenever I was, uh, when Enzo was being settle born. Settle it like men. That's so, that's, that's so anti-PC. What, dude, what, what, what's. You're such a misogynist. Well, I, yeah, I wrote a, I wrote a letter to Enzo when he was being born and I was telling, it's like the 10 best lessons I've learned in life. And I, one of them was sometimes the well, answer. you really are an egotistical motherfucker. You think he's going to come out reading? I mean, he's, <laughs> listen, my, my girls are two. They know the ABCs and they can count to 20. Actually, yeah, they are pretty smart. But that's how I told them, you know, sometimes the, the, the best answer is a long walk and sometimes the best answer is a sledgehammer. You know, sometimes you got to walk away and sometimes you got to drop the hammer on that motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. And, and, you know, the fine, there's a very fine line in there. Like sometimes when you got to go for a walk is when you really want to use the hammer. And sometimes when you need the fucking hammer, you should go on the motherfucking walk. You know, I, I, yeah, I found that to be true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Good job. I, I could probably find a post. I think I yeah. might even have a, a good topic other than that. Yeah. I was watching a movie the other day. It was called The Bells of St. Mary's, which you guys would never watch, but it was an old black and white with Bing Crosby. He played a, uh, a priest, and one of the kids was getting bullied. And the answer, this was like in the 1940s or 50s, the answer was, we're going to teach this kid how to fight. You know, The priest. The priest was well, teaching the kid how to fight. Yeah. It was it was a very popular movie in the Bro, like the that 40s. would be like fucking CNN headline news for a week. Yeah. Like for real, right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it like, would be. Like, dude, I was talking to Priest someone. Priest promotes violence. It's actually yeah. sad. It is kind of yeah. sad. Like, that's sad. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because I, I mean, I think about all the, I've learned a lot of really good lessons from being in fights. You know yeah. what I mean? One, you know, you get your ass kicked. Right. It's a good lesson to learn. It is. You know why? Because you're not afraid of it then. No, you realize getting punched in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, it does hurt, but it doesn't hurt that bad. No, it hurts your pride worse. Now, did your dad teach you how to fight? But my dad? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, he got his boxing gloves he didn't when we were teach four. Us, he made us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so he the has reason I asked that, that is that, like, I never, that, like, my, that was just not the way my dad was wired, but I'm just kind of curious. Like, when you learn how to fight, is it all from, like, on-the-job training, or do you oh, literally- well, Hey, listen, we live in a different world now, like- Here's the truth about fighting now. You know, we grew up in that world of like street scrapping and shit, like where you could, you were just getting fights on a playground. And if you were a better athlete, you won more than you lost. Yeah. But it's different now. Now you got people like fighting as a real sport. So you have motherfuckers that have grown up their whole life wrestling and doing MMA from the time they were six years old or four years old. Those motherfuckers are going to kick your ass. Yeah. I don't care how big and tough you are. Yeah, you know, right. so it's different now and it's probably a good idea that it is not that way anymore because um you know, back when we were kids, it, there wasn't people out there training to like fight kill you. It was <laughs> like, more like yeah. you were arguing over was it a foul on the basketball court or yeah, not and, and then you it turned punch into each a, other a couple times. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back to playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's different now. You know, you've got to be careful. And then or there's also people who are just like fuck it, I'll just kill you. Yeah. And that's what they do. So yeah. it's just different. 
I mean, I understand why fighting is uh, frowned upon for sure, but uh, there comes a time in everybody's life where, dude, you know, physical confrontation is going to be appropriate. You have to think about it like this. Like, you know, there's probably people listening right now and they're like, fuck, dude, you guys are just some aggressive fucking apes and blah, blah. Like, no, fuck, dude. What happens if, like, you're with your fucking wife and kids and there comes a situation? Like, you should be prepared in some form to defend yourself physically, in my opinion. I think about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I honestly think. Like- and if you don't think that, bro, you haven't ever had anything happen to you. And you should count your blessings because I, I've been out in the real world. And I've been, like, you know, stabbed in the fucking face. And for those of you new, that actually happened to me. Uh, that shit happens quick. Well, and your it cards in an instant. Well, and it's what's interesting now is, you know, I mean, you get this a lot more than I do, but I'll be in a Lowe's parking lot and somebody will be like, Sal, or they'll, they'll walk up behind their car. Dude, it happened to me yesterday. And I got all my kids and I Dude. got my wife and I got all this shit going on. And they come up and they're like, you know, they're just trying to say hi. You're not even going to believe what happened to me yesterday. But but I instantly think, all right, I, this dude's going to rob me. He's going to do something. He's going to try to take one of my kids and I'm ready. Like, I'm, I mean, and it's just a, I'm definitely, do I want it to happen? Fuck no, I don't want it to happen. Right. But you better bet your ass, like, before you get one of my kids or anything's going to happen, you're going to have your fucking hands full. Yeah, right. no shit. <laughs> and not only that. Dude, yesterday in the gym parking lot, like I sit in the in my truck or car or whatever for 30 minutes before catching up on some stuff. And honestly, like, let's be real. It takes me a minute to talk myself into going in and working out. It just does. Like, I'm lazy. So I have to, like, I have to, like, yeah, but there's mentally pe- prep. Some peace time there, too. No, for sure. Checking and that's my, like, little time. Yeah. Yesterday, I was sitting in uh, my truck. I'm doing my, and like, dude, you know, obviously I'm pretty vulnerable in that situation because I'm looking at my phone, so I don't see what's going on around the truck. Fuck, dude. One of the guys from the gym just opened the passenger door on my fucking car, like to say hi. They didn't knock, didn't say, and I fucking looked at him and I'm like, bro, I'll shoot you in the face for that. Like, dude, you guys have to understand. Don't do that. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I even told him, I said, especially now people carry. I said, dude. And I carry everywhere yeah, I go. Right. So, like, I heard the door crack, and my first instinct was to grab my fucking weapon, you know? And, and dude, I'm looking at this guy like... I'll shoot you. Yeah, and he's, look, <laughs> he's looking back at me like, what? what? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you cannot do that. Like, you got to understand. Number one, you don't do that to anybody. Number two, you certainly don't do that to people that drive nice shit right. because they're used to that. Three, you certainly don't do it to people who drive nice shit who have also been stabbed in the fucking face before. Yeah. A little trigger like, happy there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, and I'm like, man, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but don't ever do that again. Like, yeah, it, it it's just weird to me that people don't understand that kind of common sense. No, you no, know? you're right. I, it's funny. I don't know about you, Sal, but like with with me, and you guys are gonna laugh at me, but I actually have caution. I've talked about this. Like, we've got a, uh, we've got like, I told her I want to give her like a code code word or a code phrase like we're ever in a situation where i think we're going to be mugged or something the code is basically so you're going to give her a word to protect you <laughs> yeah, exactly like no yeah. but no is, but have you thought of that like like is this I told, like in that heavy s&m world where there's a safe word like when you're <laughs> yeah. getting, when you're getting whipping too hard <laughs> yeah, yeah i need a safe word i'm hurting no 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 i got basically i told her like honey if we if we're ever confronted by somebody who's like threatening our lives like they're gonna kill us all so they might as well just kill me and you guys run. So like I, I, I've always told her, like, if we're ever in that situation, if I attack them, don't try to help. Take off. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you do you have that? Do you have like the code that you say to your wife? I'm gonna that, tell you right that's now. That's basically like I'm gonna attack I'm gonna this person tell you, you right go now, run. 
I fucking tell my wife, jump in, dude. She's bad. I'm going to tell well, you. Yeah, that. your wife, yeah, she's a little taller and bigger than yeah. my wife. My yeah. wife is on that dude's head ripping his fucking eyeballs out. I yeah. promise you that. Yeah. She is feisty dude, as fuck, I've seen, and I promise you, she's I've getting seen, them. I've seen Emily knock down three grown men with her fucking fists since we've known each other. Three. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. That's I impressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotta get in there and help. Yeah. Well, you know I didn't ever have to help. <laughs> no, I'm saying you might have to get in oh, there and help. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you watch that, that's like, you know, that's really, you know. Oh, what he thinks is exciting fuck, man. I hope I don't piss her off. <laughs> sort of, yeah. So anyway, what are we talking about today anyway? We well, I was up. just curious. So I, I I don't know if you guys saw this. There's all these, you know, the, it's, we're toward the end of the year. And so there's all these, you know, big, uh, oh, I don't know, polls and stuff. And they saw they said that um, in spite of all of the, uh, the marketing pushes and the cultural, you know, the different uh, tastemakers of America trying to push different things, it remains that less than 14% of Americans are still, I mean, they're not in, in any way enthused about hybrid cars or driverless cars or anything like that. And I'm just, I, I know you're a car guy, Andy. I, I'm curious. You think there's something culturally about Americans that we just... Did you not watch Ford versus Ferrari? Well, I haven't seen it yet. What? I haven't seen it yet. But go- I mean, it's just, it's interesting because I just think... The rest of the world. See, like if you were my inner circle, and I can't, you know, I, I guess I can say it if I'm on this show. Like our friends is what we say to each other. Like if something you did something like that, and you yeah. haven't seen it, and you're yeah. like asking this question, I'd be like, you should go kill yourself. <laughs> but my friends, I can say well, that. I now, plan on the internet, to see it. You can't I really say that see shit. It. But I mean, it's just interesting because Americans historically like we like the big, heavy, you know, SUVs. We like the, we like the. I'm gonna steal this directly from Andrew. He told me the Tesla's cool. It's got no soul. So you have to understand it. America is different. Okay. In a lot of places on Earth, most other places that I've been, people look at the cars as a mode of A to B. So they're trying – it's not what it is to Americans typically. American culture starting in the 50s and even before that, cars were a reflection of personality. So they became something that people took pride in and sort of attached what they felt their personality was – and that's where that shit started. So people started customizing and doing all this crazy stuff. And, dude, the culture of cars in America is more so about identity and experience than it is transportation. A lot of people don't understand that. Like, there's definitely a whole lot of people in America that look at it A to B, right? No problem with that. They drive Honda Accord. Yeah, that's cool, right, man. Exactly. For real. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, but, and they, they'll, they always decide to look at car people and think, oh, that motherfucker's just doing that to show off or this or that. He's got a little dick. Yeah, right. Those are people that don't get it. It's like it's like fashion. Not everybody understands fashion. Not everybody understands art. Nor do they care. Yeah, right. But people, for some reason, they look at cars, that, and when they don't get it, they think it's a status thing. It's not a status thing. It's an experience thing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it is a status thing for certain people, but we're talking about people who have the real passion for cars, um, like I do and you do and Dave does. We all have that. Even Tyler has it. We, I mean, he does. So, we, I mean, what do you think, Dave? I mean, you're a fucking car guy. I mean, I think there's definitely multiple types of car guys in America, especially. But I think when it comes down to, like, true enthusiasts, I think, like you said, it's more about making the car, like, an extension of them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, like translating like their identity through that car yeah so i think that a lot of like the trend right now with cars is going away from 
something that's more oriented towards the driver and it's becoming more objective you know let's make the most efficient the you know whatever Mm -hmm. and at the same time there's a big group of people in america especially i think that push back against that obviously they're still going to sell a lot of them you know because the majority of the population is going to want that efficient right right car but there's gonna be pushback right yeah well i mean it's just like dave like Dave doesn't want to identify as an Asian, but he's an Asian. He won't drive an Asian car. He's a German. He loves the German machines. I, I like a lot of stuff. No, man. he likes. He I likes like a lot Asian of stuff. Cars, no, dude. he's got GTR. Listen, I sold that. Iconic, oh, you did? Yeah, it's yeah. gone. Oh man. No, but I think to to Vaughn's point, like, yeah, I mean, the reason that people are unassumed by hybrid cars because they're very unassuming. You know well, what I mean? Like, dude, they're he, cool, right? Like, like I can always tell what kind of car person is by the people who talk about how cool Teslas are, like. No offense, I dude, I respect the tech. I respect Musk. It's fast I think as fuck. it's awesome. It's cool, zero to sixty. But like, when I post a picture of like my nineteen seventy Chevelle that I literally like worship, as far as the baddest car I've ever seen in my life, and they're like, well, "My fucking Tesla will beat it." Good. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's not what cars are about. Those are like people who don't experience. They don't understand the experience of a car. There's a certain experience. It's visceral. It's personal. It's you. You know. You hit the the accelerator. It makes a noise. It makes a certain smell. You feel a certain way. Dude, I, I even do that with my son. Right. You know, like I want him to experience that power and the smell. And, and you the... just can't get that with a Tesla. No. It's the truth. Well, we wrote. We were raised a little differently though. Andrew and I were, like. You could put us in a situation, like if the plane was going down, you would call us and be like, hey, can you help fly this plane? Yeah, we can get in there and figure it out. We were raised around motors, like our entire lives, from 50, you know, little 50s and Trackers 80s and 125s. And and everything. Ridden everything. It's got two wheels, three wheels, four wheelers. I don't give a fuck. Like, I want to hit the throttle and get in it and get after it. And I think there's a great portion of America that was raised that way. You know do, what I mean? Do you think Dude, it's do you probably think the gasoline, same people who fought each other? Do you think gasoline... <laughs> Is absolutely essential to that experience of the car because I'm just I'm just in a currently. Well, I'm saying like, do you think the reason why? Well, no, because you could get that with a big diesel truck too. Yeah. Well, what I what I mean by that is you're right. saying fossil fuels. Well, what I mean by that is that do you think there's just the nature of electric cars that there's just no way that they could be as cool as like a gasoline? I wouldn't say truck? that. Okay. I would say that currently they're not doing it, and the technology uh-huh. is new, and it hasn't. They haven't been able to create that kind of deal with the technology yet so i would say currently absolutely that's true but that doesn't mean that it'll be true in five years or ten years so that could change you know what i mean like the, tesla could come out with a new i mean fuck on the early msceo podcast i fucking made a whole episode about how harley will never make an electric bike and Here they're not they fucking making it yeah and it's fast <laughs> yeah so but dude i'm gonna tell you what there's a huge segment of Harley Davidson that's not going to ride Harley Davidson because they make that electric bike. Yeah, well, mm. and and there are some things like you can see that it's it's it, you know it's the unassuming like even in the new M5 they're piping in electronic exhaust inside the car so you get a better visceral feel. Right. So you yeah. think it's loud inside, but that's really that's an ele- that's a noise. It's coming through the audio, like it's actually a plug-in play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like yes, there's got to be some some research to like people want to hear the sound and the, and you know they want to feel I, that right because they they. Like sensory wise, they associate that with Fuck coolness. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes dude, me people, badass. People always say that to me. Like that, you guys out there that drive Teslas, you ain't that fucking cool. Okay, like you're not. You you got what do you have that's that cool? I like, will yeah. tell you that 100D is fast as fuck. It's fast, <laughs> but like, dude, I don't get. 
I'm with you. Like I when agree. people say to me, like if I post a picture of a car that I like or one that I own or whatever, they always got to say it. Like the Tesla motherfuckers always got to say it. Well, fuck, here's a picture of my Tesla. <laughs> I'm like, and then they say this. You know what they say next, Dave? Ooh, you beat that car in a drag race. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here, dude. Yeah, you're going to drag race straight into fucking the Apple store with your fucking Harry Potter glasses and then on to Starbucks <laughs> and sit there and pretend like you're somebody. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't know. I like that Apple and Starbucks. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, dude, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying, I'm not going out. I'm not, dude. Yeah, but I'm not commenting on everybody's Tesla picture and being like, it's a piece of shit. Bro, that'd be like fucking your sister. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, well, I don't, because that, that's what I think. But yeah. we were, like, I think for, you know, I speak for Andrew and I, we were from that era where, you know, my dad, you know, we rode horses, we rode dirt bikes, we fought each other. Like, that's part of what it is. But we we have that love for motors. Like, he sent me a 1977 Chevy 350 van yesterday. Yeah, right? with airbrush on the side and shag carpeting on the floor, bitch. All original. That was the <laughs> shit. But that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's a there's a... A huge port, and some people don't give a shit about that. Most people be like, well, "What the f-? like?" You go to the car show, and everybody's like, "Why the fuck is that thing?" Yeah, there? but it's just cool. Yeah, and it's like, right, because it's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It's an era. It's a time. It tells a story. I mean, there's a lot of dudes who got laid in the back of that van. <laughs> <laughs> I think they That's should awesome. DNA check that carpet. Oh, dude, it <laughs> would some Dave's running around. No, there. no, no, no. They, no. they spray that bitch with uh, what, what's that shit <laughs> no, called? It'd be glowing. <laughs> it'd be glow in the dark. <laughs> fucking. Some dead bodies, you know what I mean? Hey, so y'all want to see a dead body? You all, you all. You ever seen I, Boys in the Hood? Uh, it's been a long time, oh, but I dude. still haven't. You seen You gotta go. I back still haven't seen what it's the one you want to make. It's straight out of Compton. I still haven't seen that. What? One, what? No. How do you not see that? That's a good I know. Movie. I got to. Dude, you should watch. I, really I watched good. Boys in the Hood. This is about I don't know two months ago or something. It was you know Saturday night and Raquel had fallen asleep and Boys in the Hood was on. I watched. It yeah. was fucking awesome. Boys in the Hood's a good movie. It reminded me of Marco Glogovac. Why? Because we couldn't remember. Like Dad would never let us have that shit in our house, or our mom would never let us. But Marco, no, it was Marco that, was one of our friends. That, that wasn't the movie. It was the fucking so- soundtrack. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. the soundtrack. But I'll our tell buddy, you what that our buddy me of, Marco back then, you know, his parents were a little bit more liberal in the sense of like, what well, you know, like Marco, he probably had some extra Playboys in the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we watched that movie over there, and I remember, dude, I was thinking. God damn, this is fucking good. You know? yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to see a dead body? Yeah, that's some good shit, man. <laughs> that reminds me of the time that I uh, completely, Uh-oh. completely stymied you because you didn't that's think true. that I knew any. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I, it was my moment yeah. of my moment of pride where I actually proved that I actually knew. The some only thing you proved rap. is that you should have played the character of the guy in Office Space who was rapping to himself <laughs> and rolled the window up. The same guy who went out and beat the fucking printer up in the field, <laughs> like express his anger. Sal and Andy didn't believe that I knew some Easy E and NWA lyrics. And he does. And I had to prove them wrong. Call I, him on it. I it's spit, fucking good. I, I spit some bars, but we're not going to do it right now. Anyway, guys, I don't know if you saw the, uh, you know, every year around this time, we have the Time Person of the Year. I don't know if you saw who it was. Did you see who it was, Andy? Yes. Yes. It was Greta Thunberg, who uh, I don't know if anybody knows who she is. Uh, by now, you probably do. She's the uh, 16-year-old, what is she from, like Sweden? And she's the eco warrior. How dare you bring this onto my show, How Vaughn? How dare you? I know. I know. Jesus. But, uh, but uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Hey, look. Here's the deal. What do you think? I, look, man. <laughs> I, look. Okay. Should she have been time person here? Fuck no. Okay? But with that being said, I have a lot of respect for someone who wants to stand up against criticism and who believes in their cause, and who wants to be out there and do that. But the the fact of the matter is, is there was just a number of f- better choices. 
So while I don't agree with what they do with her, where they just parade her around and let her like basically yell at everybody and say, you stole my childhood and you did this and did that while she flies around on a fucking airplane that puts out more fossil fuel emissions than, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of what's going on with this just doesn't add up. And I think people are pretty smart to, most people are pretty smart to recognize that there's an agenda being pushed there, which I don't even think is a bad agenda. Like, should we take care of the planet? Yeah. Should we do better as humans? Yes. Should we try to be conscious of environmental issues? Sure. I agree with that. But what I don't agree with is parading a 16-year-old girl around the world as a spokesperson to push an agenda, so much so that she gets to be on the cover of Time magazine when there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands and probably tens of thousands of people who would be better choices. Yeah, I... What what goes through my mind when I see something like that with her on the front cover is I just say like, how does the conversation play out? Like, well, what does it teach, you know what bro? I'm what does it teach? It teaches us that to be relevant in today's world, all you have to do is bitch about stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what is she doing to to fix it? And not only that, and I'm sure she's doing some things, okay, but I mean. What about people who are truly contributing to things that are good happening? Like, they're actually doing the shit. They're not just saying, don't do that. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, what, I, what is I, the criteria to be time person of the year? Th- that's what I want to know. What well, is the I just criteria? Think, I mean, I think, she's, I think she's being used as a pawn. That's my problem with it. But the second, you know, if I was... Yeah, but you don't disagree that the cause, like, you don't sit there and say the cause is ridiculous. No, but no, you're it's a good a, cause. It's a great cause, but you're taking perspective, you know, from a young girl who screams and yells and then the media grabs onto it and they can run with it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's I, ridiculous. I look at, I, on the flip side, right? Like, now, now, dude, I will say, this is my other fucking thing on it. Like, I said something about it on the MFCEO project a while back, I think, didn't I? Yeah. 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 I mean, this is an old, this is kind of an older story. Um, and I got a lot of people who hit me up and they're like, yeah, motherfucker, pretty cool for a uh, 39-year-old dude to fucking blah, 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 you know, and trash us. You know what? I, I'm not trying to trash anybody. I I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. And I do think that people should be very careful how they address her because this is a young person. This nice. is a 16-year-old girl. And we have people coming out from... You know, the the far right of society being like, fuck her. She's a piece of shit. No, she's not. That doesn't mean anything. She's Dude. trying to do something that she thinks is good. That's right. Try to imagine, imagine someone being 16 years old or yourself 16 years old and how you would handle that sort of attack. I don't believe that that's okay to just attack. I But I don't agree that that's the right choice either. And I think that's how most people feel about it. Dude, Justin Bieber, <clears throat> yeah, I brought Justin Bieber on your show. He made a post about- <laughs> Bieber's going to be on the show. He's a stud, man. Yeah. So, And I gained a lot, a great deal of respect from him from this post. This was probably six months ago. I'll look it up. I'll send it to you. But he, he he's actually a pretty good writer. He writes these little things to himself, and then he posts them. But he wrote, he's like, you know, I realize that I've been an asshole in life, and I've, I've realized I've done a lot of wrong things. But 
all I ask is that for your tolerance to put yourself in my shoes. I was a 14-year-old little, little boy. That's I made right. more money than anybody knew what to do. I never had to cut the grass. I know don't, don't know how to you know uh, reel up a garden hose. I don't know how to do the basic necessities of life because people did those for me. And I wasn't forced to grow up to become a young man. And so when I was given all this money and all this opportunity, I did what any other 14, 16, 18-year-old guy would do. I would buy Lamborghinis and race them and get drunk and do all these things because nobody would tell him no. Right. He had no rules. You know, so... I read that post from him, and it was like an understanding, because I used to think he was a turd. Bro, that's a huge I did too. realization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a turd. And, then, you know, after that moment, I thought, you know what? I like this fucking well, kid. Mm-hmm. Sal, the thing is, bro, is you we don't know what it's like to be someone There's else. There's only like 10 people that could say it's no, been his shoes. It's you know? not just Maybe him. Not 10, it's but. anybody versus anybody. Right. We don't know. Look, man, I don't know what it's like to not be me. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what it's like to be you, and I don't know what it's like to be you, and I don't know what it's like to be you, and I don't know what it's like for you to see me. We're all in that same scenario. So there's a, in my opinion, there is a lot of fucking, you could really tell a lot about people by how they judge people off of, off of one or two sentences or one, and that's, you know, like, I think as a society, it's probably a good idea that we all try to like, remember that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. You don't know what it's like to be this uh, Greta who is 16 years old with fucking half the world being like, fuck you, shut the fuck up. Like, dude, we're, I, I mean, I think as adults, we're kind of- Past that? We're, we're, we should be better than that. Yeah. Right. You know? So like, and I'll be honest, the first time I spoke about it, I hadn't, you know, I poked a little fun myself because it was funny. Yeah. Like, the how dare you thing, it makes me giggle. Like, I think it's actually funny. Right. For real. Yeah, I still I think it's fucking yeah, funny. I do too. Like it was ridiculous, but as a grown man, I think it's something that all adults should remember: is that she's 16, and she's not in control of her whole entire life, and she has people in her ear saying, "Go say this, and it'll do this. Go do this, and it'll do this." That's not cool, because people are then using their agenda to push onto her to make her go out, and she takes the fucking heat for it. So I don't like that shit. Yeah, I don't. But, that's my point of being a pawn. But yes, you know what but I mean? do I think that's her fault? No, I do not. I think she's. I think she she's is still a little somewhat, girl. I think she fucking believes wholeheartedly in what she's saying. Yeah, she's saying she thinks she's right. Why wouldn't she believe that? That's why she has so much passion. That's well. Why wouldn't she believe that when she doesn't know the people better. she loves the most are the ones telling her that? That's right. So let's not. If she says dumb shit, let's not jump all over her case. The, bo- the bottom line is, are there people more deserving to be fucking time person of the year? I think- Yes. Yeah. Lots of them. I think Joe Burrow, did you see the kid that won the Heisman this weekend? Uh, uh, of course. Did you see his speech? Yeah. It's fucking rad. It was awesome. Did I you see it. it? No. It was awesome, dude. I know he's a stud, though. He's a stud. He, and- a lot of people hate him. Well, the thing that was cool about it is, you know, you know, I think when you have the emotion, like, you know, he cried, he was thanking yeah. people, and he got real deep, and then he started talking about the homeless population from where he's from. Mm-hmm. And he started talking, you know, and he was basically sharing the award with them because he comes from a town where the average uh, population of, of homeless is, I think, double the mm-hmm. nation's average. And he was talking about fighting for those kids, and it was cool, right? Like, you're using a platform. He's an old, a little bit older than a 16. He's got a little bit of perspective and he could choose that time to talk about him, and he's choosing that time to raise awareness around. Now, let's not talk about me. Let's thank all my linemen, thank my coaches, and let's talk about where I'm from and how we can help those people. He raised a couple hundred grand. And look, look I'm not even saying him, but I'm just saying the I list is fucking long. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Like, it is, it's long, and she ain't at the front of it. Yeah, like Sal Frisella. 
Right. Exactly. Time man of the year. Listen, Side man, note, like I you know, said the other day. Listen, no bullshit. I know motherfuckers in real life that have done more good in this 12 months than she will ever fucking do in her life. Yeah. Nobody even knows their name. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, absolutely. So, of the, I'm pretty confident in what I'm saying. There's a long list, and she don't belong in the front of it. No, that's what I'm saying. And Times Magazine is using it to sell some issues. That's right. Yeah. Because magazines are dead. And that goes back <laughs> to what we were saying on the first episode, I believe, of this, which I'm going to say a million fucking times because it's truth. It's manipulation. It's media shoving a fucking story in your face to consume so that you choose to either believe it or go so much against it that you talk about it, which is what we're doing now. So we're being fucking pawns ourselves. Yeah. What else but, we talking but, about? But on the subject of Joe Burrows, just real quick, uh, Joe Burrow. Does this coach not have the best voice of any coach in the history of Bro, football? That dude sounds like he came out the movie Waterboy. Dude. I mean, <laughs> What's his name? Ed Orgeron? And he is from LSU, so the Waterboy, the geographic region would be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, it's interesting. I, You know, so another th- real interesting thing that I, I came across is, I, well, first I got to ask you this. This is my sort of segue into our, our, our next topic, but... Uh, oh. Are you going to be funny too? Oh no! Are you going to announce no. how funny I'm, I'm, you're I'm actually going to declare my uh, no. But you know, usually uh, when you have a segue and you're trying to be funny, you don't announce it. Yeah, you don't well, tell I'm, them you're, still, if you're going to rob somebody. Learning. You don't tell them you're coming. I'm still learning the ropes. Hey, baby! In about three minutes, I'm going to whip out my dick. <laughs> Side note: I did actually announce to my what? wife. You did that? I did actually announce to my wife when I was going to kiss her. I said, "I'm about to kiss you." Of course you did. Good story, Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I would tell my friends, go kill yourself. <laughs> this is where I would say to all of you listening, please make some sort of meme sound clip out of that. Yes. Like, yes. Holy shit. No. Um, favorite video game growing up? I know what his favorite game was. It was Legend of Zelda. Man, we played Dude, a lot of Zelda. What are you talking no, about? No, you want to know why it was Sal's favorite, not, not Sal's favorite game? Why? Cause you got you beat his ass. Fucking right, dude. Me, yeah. wow. I would get so pissed off at that game, and he'd be sitting there talking shit, <laughs> and I would throw that controller to the TV and then beat his ass. I will <laughs> tell you, Andrew. This happened so many times that my mom banned us from playing Zelda. No, we were not I even allowed to play it. Did you break any uh, controllers? Any controllers? Oh, I guarantee you, if there is a fucking if store, a- Andrew is he he is in the short fucking top two in the world of, of break, breaking of broken Nintendo controllers. Yeah. The reason my mom actually. Fucking well, she there was no reason. She just stopped buying us remote controls. Or we couldn't funny. have any fucking more controllers. Yeah. So we had to stop playing. Yeah. That's funny. But no, we played a lot. I mean, we played a lot. RBI baseball would probably be my favorite. I played a fuck yeah. and it's on Tetris. Bowl. Tecmo Bowl. Tetris. 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 Tetris we played a was fucking good. assload of Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there was some, I was thinking there were some computer games too that we used to play that were good, man. Yeah. We used to go, what was that store at Crestwood Mall? Babbages. Babbages, man. Good call. Yeah. Fuck, man. Babbages. Was Fuck, a, I remember Babbage's, was bro. That a, was that a local chain or is that a national chain? I don't know. I think they're gone now, though. Yeah. It's like the GameStop back then. So how many, I, I'm just curious, how many hours a week in your, like, in, in the golden era of you guys playing video we were, games? We weren't allowed to play for like that. Like, yeah. we were allowed to play a little bit, but most of the time we played outside. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is like, we, we, we were consumed in a lot of fucking sports. Yeah. So, you know, like, when we played video games, it would be like, we would go to, my, our parents were divorced. So we would go and we'd play we'd be with my dad all day. We'd have sports. And then by the time we showered and went home, we would play video games from like 10 to midnight or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then yeah. go to bed. Hmm. Like it wasn't like we didn't Dude. wake up and play that type of shit. It wouldn't. It's just, that's not how we were yeah. raised. Well, it's interesting. Uh, New York Times Magazine reports that the World Health Organization has just added a new uh, disorder 
to the list of substance abuse and addictive behaviors. Screen time. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually they call it a gaming disorder because yep. there's a rise, especially among kids in uh, in um, United States of America. There's a rise of like literally addictive levels of playing games. And I got to be honest with you, I've never I've never been a gamer, so I don't really get. I mean, I, I played the you know video games when we were younger, but it just. You played it, that Leisure Suit Larry game, right? right. I know what Leisure That's Suit right. Larry yeah, you is. Watch but, uh, hey, you motherfuckers listening, you never know what that is. Go Google that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry video game. Tyler, you know what it is? Oh, oh that's funny. They got a man's version for that. From problem you is, he was on there trying to write everybody a book. Problem. <laughs> <All> the girls. <laughs> <laughs> problem is the graphics back then weren't very good. Terrible. <laughs> so it was like Dot Matrix type of stuff. But no, but I mean, it does, it does um, you know... So it seems like you just have this increasing number of like, what's behind that? Why are why are like, why are because well, you raise young I mean, men? Why specifically are young men because they're like, spending on the so screen. much time on, this? on the screen? Well, look, I'll fucking tell you this right now: the games they make now are fucking awesome. Yeah, like we oh. were addicted to these cubes going back and forth. Like <laughs> these motherfuckers are like playing games with like real people in them. Dude, like, not to mention you can make six fucking figures. Yeah. Okay. Seven. I was just going to get it's in sport, on that. Yeah. So it's different now. You know, there's actually a career path for video games that is, you know, I feel bad for parents right now because like. Damned if you do. Damned yeah, if you that's don't. right. Like parents are like, you know, dude, one of the private high schools here just built a gaming facility. Okay. Like how many kids are using that as an excuse to not do shit? 98% of them. I agree. Yeah. So that's, but, but, but then you could take that argument and you could say, well, 98% of the kids that are playing baseball when Won't we were kids it. were fucking wasting their time. Yeah. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a new argument to be had. Here's what, I, the only thing I could share is my perspective on it. I can tell you this, and this is the truth. In 2006, seven, eight, we, I played Call of Duty and I got into the fucking like, Top, top ranks of Call of Duty. I was like, we were good. He did too. And our, we would all get on there and we would play every night. And we would play, and this went on for like three or four years, where we would play, we would get home from our job and we would play till fucking three, four in the morning every day. Every fucking day. Yeah. And I'd wow. get drunk as a skunk. Yeah. And so we'd sit there and drink and talk shit on the headsets to each other and play fucking Call of Duty. And I do have to say, it was fucking a lot of fun. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a it lot was of fun, It was so man. awesome that like I, I seriously want to buy the new game, because Alex is in it too. Yeah. One of our good friends, Alex. She's in it as a character, and I want to buy it, dude. Like, so bad. But I know what's going to happen when I fucking buy the motherfucker. We want to see Andrew. Go, dude, th- dude, <laughs> dude, I have a 4,000-inch fucking theater in my house, okay? It's ridiculous. And I had the motherfucker put PS4 on it. He's like, "You want PlayStation on it?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> no one. I'm no. I'm just thinking, maybe. Like just, maybe I'm gonna make a comeback, you know? So, dude. But, I, but here's what happened. This is no bullshit. And people, kids get mad when I say this shit. They're like, "Oh, okay, fucker. I'm gonna be a pro gamer." No, you ain't. You might be pretty good. The chances you're gonna be ninja are fucking zero. Okay. So here's where it comes in. Kids gotta learn to tell the truth. And I hope that the kids that are listening will will understand what I'm saying with some context, okay? There's nothing wrong with playing some fucking video games. But when it becomes a 12-hour obsession every single day, and you're not going to become a pro, and you know you're not going to become a pro, now you're just lying to yourself. And that's going to cost you a lot of money. So, I can tell you for me, 
I wasted four years of my business life playing fucking video games. Four solid years. Meaning, I would have been where I'm at now in 2016 had I not done that. It's truth. It's true story. Because the minute I quit playing, I started focusing on my career and my business. And that's when, she, that, dude, that's, we grew five years at 100% growth in the worst economy ever because I quit playing video games. And that's true. Mm. Well, but, and I- and I, I mean, I, I know that to be true. And secondarily, like, you know, to have the baseball conversation versus the team sport uh, video gamers, I think there's, I want to touch on two points here. One, there's a lot of shit, shit that you learn in team sports that you cannot learn in a video. That's game. right. Yeah. You learn struggle, you learn conflict, like meaning real conflict. You know, like, you know how many fights I've been in on a baseball diamond? Like a lot. Like, yeah. I've been in a lot of motherfucking fights, dude. And so, you know, but learning how to work together as a them? team. What's that? Did you win any of them? I got the office built. That's all that matters. Right now, I'm the reigning champ of WWE. I've been Listen walking around this with, a, fucker, with a gold belt on my shoulder. Yeah. We should fucking I won, fight. I won quite a bit of we fights. We should get in a fight and charge tickets to, for people to come watch. 30 for the kids. Yeah, let's do it. So, but secondarily, I think a lot of, a lot of um, non-responsible parents are quick, or, are quick to give their phone to their kids. me for, and you versus other two guys. I'll take that all day. That's fine. Yeah. I don't. If your brother's out there... We challenge you. <laughs> Man, that's actually a pretty what, good idea. What happened, yeah. but they're not real brothers. What happens if we took on like a like, tag team? Yeah, like Jose Canseco and fucking Ozzy. Was it, what's his brother's Dude, name? Dude, what happens if we could get like, like uh, I don't know, the Nasty Boys? Yeah, or like, Or like, uh, you know. Does The Rock have a brother? No, but some of the good tag teams of history. Like what were, you know, what was the one? The Legion of Doom? Yeah, dude. Like we Fucking, get uh, pretty cool. Those, Forget all their names. Those guys are badass, though. One of them actually passed away, but the other one is James Laronitis' father. Dad, yeah, I flew on an airplane with him one time. You told me that. Yeah, he was really cool. But, but back to the—I'm not sure I would fuck with him. He's pretty old, but he still no. looks tough as fuck. Dude, those guys. Those guys are fucking good athletes yeah but back to the screen time i think a lot of irresponsible parents are quick to give their kids the screen and then they become addicted to the screen and then it builds a bad habit over a long period of time i think i think it would fall underneath the spectrum where the where we're looking at those problems right but when you look at start looking at gaming as a as a way of life uh, for the 98 percent who don't make it whether it be football baseball wrestling i think the skills or talents or uh, bond and I don't know because I've never played in a team fucking video game sport outside Call of Duty. I just find it very hard to believe that the bonds are similar because there's no physical sacrifice. Those in- those kind of bonds can only happen when there's physical pain that is shared. Yeah. Like for example, like you know people talk about this is an extreme example, but guys that get out of prison, they feel like they're very lonely. Because they miss the, the camaraderie that they have with the other guys. Well, the reason they have that camaraderie with the other guys is because they've all suffered together. Struggle, yeah. Right. And that has that, that goes with like anything. Well, and a lot, you know, people fucking pay me lots of money to help fix their fucking businesses. One of the things that I tell all of them, and none of them fucking do, is I said, figure out a way to train together. What, run together, work out together. Go do an Ironman together. Do something together. Yeah, shovel rocks. It don't <laughs> yeah, matter. Right. But do something that right. makes you sweat, that you can all look up at the end and say, damn, dude, I got respect. He's a hard worker. He's yeah. a hard worker. And you know what? If we all work, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that, I have a hard time believing that you can get that through gaming. I, I don't know if you can. Maybe you can. Yeah. I just have a hard – because from my experience, I know a couple things about fucking building teams – there has to be pain. 
It just has to be. Bond is always forced to struggle. Yeah. I tell you what, it is kind of crazy, though, the stuff that is associated with the gaming industry. Like, the, one of the little kids that I used to babysit literally owns a, a team. You know how, like, Mark Cuban owns the Dallas yeah, Mavericks? Yeah. Well, this guy, this kid who grew up, and he's he lives in Las Vegas, he owns a gaming team. Like oh, four, Vaughn, like four guys. there's it's crazy. a shit ton of money to be made in. I know. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean it, he's, he's a very smart kid. Yeah, but yeah. Th- that's not what I'm saying, and that's not what Sal's saying. Because it's a very difficult concept to like, like I made a TikTok video and I said, I just showed some of my cars and I said, dude, I, this is all happened after I quit gaming. And fucking every motherfucking kid was like, oh, I'm sure Ninja would say different. Well, you know what, motherfucker, Ninja, I don't want to be Ninja. And if I took, if I was to be Ninja, I would be taking a step backwards, a huge one. So yeah. get the point. Like you probably can get to a certain level through video games, but there's a certain level you ain't getting to as well. And that's something that people don't get. I don't know who Ninja is. He's the, I guess, one of the big dogs in gaming. Yeah. But the point is, yeah, I googled up what he made, and I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, that's nice. But my yeah. point stands. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I know that's a douchey way of bragging, but I don't give a fuck. It's the truth. Like, I, I wouldn't want to take that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Well, on the other side, the grown side is good for him. Yep. Exactly. Ass. <laughs> if that's what you want, fuck yeah, Good bro. Luck. And I support that. So that's the dichotomy of what I'm trying to explain. Like, I think that's cool. If you're really going to do it, go fucking do it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. If but you're be realist real, about it. Be realistic. Right. Be, tell the truth to yourself. Don't be one of these fucking kids who's telling their parents, I'm doing this because I'm going to be a pro gamer just because you don't want to do anything else. Because you're lazy. That's right. And you know the difference, and you know the difference when you're 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? So, and if you're a parent, learn the difference too. Know when your kid's bullshitting you or when they're not. Because a lot of parents also, I hear this shit a lot too. Oh, well, you know, I let my kids play games because he's going to be a pro gamer. Well, you're, they're doing it because they don't want to raise their kids. That's right. They don't want to take them to the ice rink. And they don't want to like, take them to fucking practice. That's they right. They don't want to take them, you know. You know what? I don't want it like you do for Enzo and the girls. Fuck, man. Yeah. I mean, I can see where it gets old. I know, but th- but so we have a two-sided party here that's creating an unfavorable outcome for people's lives. Yeah, and sometimes it's the parents, sometimes it's the kids, and this scenario that I'm describing, where the kid is lying to himself and just using it as a shelter to play the game, and the parent is looking the other way because they don't want to do the shit. That is the norm. That's not the anomaly. No. That's the norm. And that norm has a bad outcome. That's real bad. And people are refusing to accept that because when you say, hey, maybe you shouldn't have him do it, they're going to say, well, he, he's going to be a pro gamer. He can earn a college scholarship this way. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what are you getting, Enzo, for Christmas? Um, I mean, I guess since he doesn't listen to the show, I can tell you. <laughs> you can. I am a firm believer of, of buying things around sports and work. And they can still yeah. be fun. Yeah. But like I use my side by side at home for work. I'm bringing around mulch and sticks and leaves, and I help, always have him help me. So I bought him his own. Now it's a little electric one. It's like, like a, a, a power wheel. Yeah, it's like a power wheel, but yeah. it's a John Deere. Peg Perego makes it. It's a it's a side by side, and it's got a little bed on it. And what he likes like a to gator. Do, like it looks just, yeah, it's a gator. Yeah. And he goes around. But and not he, a real gator. No, yeah, just a mini one with the electric and stuff. Yeah. Right. And he can show you know he loves to move mulch and he like. You know, if we use it tonight, it's snow. Like he would, and he shovels all shit and he moves it to a different part of the yard and dumps it. Dude, you always bring him over tonight to my house when we'll go down that big ass hill on the sled. He probably would not back down. Yeah. (laughs) He's fucking fearless. But 
you know, like I, I, I always want to have this core mission. Like if it's not athletics, it's work, you know what I mean? And you can have fun doing both. And so I try to create them always all my kids. I try to put them in an environment where we're active, we're moving. Do you understand how much ass that kid is going to kick in his life? It's going to be fun. No, dude. He's going to kick all the ass because all the other parents are sticking their kid in front of a screen and you're down here grooming fucking that's Rambo. How I, that's how I feel, <laughs> you know man. Like, like, well, you know, you talk about this how you This motherfucker's raise- going to be like the Chuck Norris of fucking high schoolers. He's just going to come in and that's just- right. All the other kids are going to be like, I mean, that's there's this kid, but he's Enzo, and I'm not Enzo. Well, and that's, I mean, okay, so you think it's weird, but I think that I don't way. think it's fucking weird yeah, at I mean, all. I, I love it. I'm in the shower, and I'm like, all right, well, how do I have, you know, like, what am I doing? I try to self-evaluate and try to have that conversation. And so I always want to, you know, because I don't want to be- I'm the, just speaking for the parents that are listening. I know it. that there is parents out there that are grooming their kids to destroy yours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that is true. Yes. But I'll never be the super parent either who's like- Fucking screaming and yelling at their kid on the on like when no. it's time to let the go, coach yeah. go coach my kid like but I'm gonna raise a young little man he's gonna work hard he's gonna be very athletic like I'm gonna train I'm gonna let him train and, and he's either gonna wrestle or do BJJ right like I'm gonna get him in there and and let him roll let him get you know comfortable with fucking getting his ass kicked and kicking ass and dude I my to be as well rounded as he possibly could be when life presents him with whatever opportunity it is that's my goal. And so, what do I buy him for Christmas? I buy him things that will help build his well-roundedness. That's kind of where we're going, because we, I mean, frankly, we've we've bought some of the, you know, the little playsets and the dolls and stuff like that, and literally the girls get tired of that like in fifteen minutes. And so we we've tried to do kind of somewhat similar along your vein is that we try to expose them to like different experiences. And like I was really personally gratified that I asked uh, Lila what she wanted. For Christmas, and she said, "I want to go to a K State basketball game with you, Daddy." And I was like, "That's awesome. That's pretty cool." Yeah. So I mean, it's like active stuff, getting them out and about, you know. And uh, I took the girls out. We went outside. And we were doing a bunch of stuff. I mean, obviously, it's getting really cold now, but um, they we make were, coats. What's that? They make coats. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But you I got, mean, they you were too you spent too much time in the city, dude. You got I know, that city I slicker think that's blood. Right but um, but it is fun. It's fun to see your calluses. Here, here's what's calluses? really interesting. What's that? You got any calluses? Uh, not yet. Didn't show I hope I will, because I'll, yeah. be, I'll be going out in the field. And I, I told Kasha what I really want. This is what I really want for Christmas. I want a pair of Dickies. What? You know what those are? Yeah, Dickies? we know what they are. What well, the I, fuck I, do I you want? Them. Have them. Yeah. <laughs> like coverall? I want. I want. I want. I want coveralls. Yeah. I don't have them yet, so I want them. All right. So yeah, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, there, every man needs a good set of coveralls. If you live in the Midwest, hot. If you live in the Midwest and you don't have a good set of coveralls, yeah, you ain't a man. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's probably true. Which I guess I'm not a man yet, but I will I will yeah. be soon. But uh, but you know, dude, I, I got, what size you wear? I was at Chris's house I yesterday, dude. I was at Chris's house yesterday, and I shit in his toilet and clogged it up. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, this is a true story. <laughs> so I couldn't find his plunger. So what do you do when you can't find the plunger in someone's house? You fucking look for it. Right. Going to the actual person and telling them, "Hey, bro, <laughs> I just clogged your toilet up with a massive dump," is like last scenario. Okay. It is Chris. It is Chris, but it's Mindy was home. Yeah, so right. my first question was, is Mindy here? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I got to go on a mission. <laughs> so, so, dude, listen, this is the fucking truth, dude. So, man, I got a funny story about this, dude. I can tell you. I think I told you before about when I was up in Kansas City, I was dating that girl, yeah, Brooke. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. This, all right, I will tell that story in one second. Yeah. So, 
this is about the coveralls though. Like I was searching for the the uh, <clears throat> the plunger. By by the way, Chris, I know you fucking listen. Every bathroom needs a plunger. Every I, single one. I do one. agree with that. We've okay? got one. Yeah. And for, I know, for this situation. I, yeah. That's right. Because it it's creates hospitality. It creates a very awkward scenario. What if we were having a party? And because I, I couldn't find the plunger because there's only one fucking plunger in his house. That's dude. That is a party foul. If you have people to your house for any reason whatsoever, and I know they're not cool looking, but if you made a plunger look nice, someone could sell a billion of them. They, they've got them. they got like little trap door ones. They're creative. I got one of those, yeah. but I'm saying like if you made it look like something else, like yeah. you made it look like a little plant, and you're like, but it ain't a plant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's not a bad idea. I'm all about the free, some of you, one of you dudes could go out there and make that and make a lot of money. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> Just cut me off a little piece. I'm all about giving out the love. No, I think that's anyway, a good idea. I know it's a good idea. It could work. But I got too many things going. Right. So I don't mind sharing it. So I fucking, I, I, go, I go in his closet, dude. I'm looking for the plunger. I go down in the basement. I'm looking for the plunger. I go back up. I look in the, in the other bedroom. I can't find the plunger in that bathroom. And, uh, dude, I open up the closet to look in there, and I saw Chris's black Carhartt coveralls. I got a little jealous, dude. Oh, I'm like, yeah. man, I'm like, those are... So, I'm like, those are some good-looking coveralls. You know? like I, That's how much coveralls mean. Hey. You know? Like, they that's what they mean to people, like, from around here. If you don't have coveralls, man. Mine are blue. Mine are black. I got a black and tan car. Yeah. Is there is there a, a style or I mean, a, I think like a natural, trend in Yeah, clothing? bro, you want some bibs. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying, is there a style or a trend in clothing that has gone out of date that you, you wish would come back? What? Yeah. I mean, in other words, like <clears throat> so, something that people used Andrew, to wear. Andrew still tight rolls his jeans. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Of course. That's impressive. <laughs> Z Cavaricis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> so, Man, so, I wanted a pair of Z Cavaricis so, so bad when I was a kid. Hey, dude, let me tell that other story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, dude, this has all happened to everybody, man. Like, any, maybe not everybody. Maybe it's just me. But I tend to use a little bit more paper than what I probably should. I probably yelled at from Greta for using. Not my hand. But <laughs> the truth is, is like, dude, I was dating this girl, okay? And I didn't know her very well because she lived in Kansas City and I lived in St. Louis. And I ended up dating her for like a year. But this is like the first time I was up there, all right? This is before you get comfortable and like they know you're taking a shit. Yeah, you walk out of the room to fart still? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. in that phase. Yeah. Right. So uh, she lived in like this uh, two-story home. It was... Townhome. Yeah, townhome. But it was two stories, so it was like a, it was like real tall and narrow. Okay, so one of the bathroom that wasn't in the in the bedroom was upstairs. So like, I went upstairs and I was gonna try to you know do my business and fucking clog the toilet, man. Like this is this is a bad situation because I don't know this chick and I don't know her apartment. And by the way, she's downstairs in her the area where she lives. So it's not like I can go down there and just search for the fucking plunger. So I'm totally confused on what to do. There's no brush. Okay. Cause everybody knows if there's a plunger and there's no plunger, you got, you go to the brush, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I've never, no, that's a good, I mean, it's a good tactic. I yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah, you go to the brush, and you could kind of, like, stick the brush in Roto-root there. root it. And No, it's, you, you, you don't you twist it. it. You just, like, p- try to push some water in the hole. Gotcha. So, there was no brush. So, I'm like, fuck. The toilet's about to fucking <laughs> overflow, dude. Like, I can see it coming. Oh, dude, that's slow creep. And I'm like, oh fuck, God. what do I do? <laughs> 
Dude, I fucking went in with my hand, dude. No. I went in with my hand. I had to. Desperate measures. Dude, I went in. I went in. I reached down in there. I grabbed the fucking paper because the the poop had actually gone through the pipe. I didn't get any poop in my hand. Hey, man. But, dude, there was pee in the water still. And I fucking went in with my hand. Unclogged that motherfucker. (laughs) Washed the shit out of my hand. I go back downstairs. And she's like, what were you doing up there? And I'm like, oh, you know. I don't know. I I guess that uh, that that tapas we had last night, you know, I, and I had to like break it, and then I had to tell on myself anyway. I mean, hey, so I know why you really did it. Why? Because I was, you know, the step two to that is the water starts leaking. Now you're in the kitchen sink. Now you got to go downstairs oh, and dude. fix the fucking dude, ceiling. Dude, dude, fucking dude. dude, have you ever seen the movie Along Came Polly? This happens in that movie. Oh, really? He, he has to really? use like a hundred dollar loofah. Really? <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I've never was, seen that I movie. had no options. Like, there wasn't a shower in this bathroom. It was like a little one one shooter, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a toilet. A half bath. Yeah, right. And I didn't, I didn't what the fuck would you do? That. Do you let it go over and <laughs> no. then have to explain it? Going over is, I mean, there's there's a long-winded process yes. of going over. So now I'm this motherfucker from St. Louis that she met. Right like, hand or left hand? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I use my right hand, bro. <laughs> Don't shake that. Yeah, look. Uh, dude, I washed the shit out of it, but I'm just saying, like, you got to do what you got to fucking so do. So you weren't at the phase in a relationship where you walked down and you could stick it underneath the nose and be like, smell this. Bro. <laughs> Bro, listen. Listen. I'm being serious. What the fuck would you do? Uh, dude, I, I mean, it, the, when I first started dating Raquel, the first trip we made was to Mexico. And I kept disappearing. Where are you at? I'm working in the lobby. Like, I kept acting like I had to go to Wi-Fi in the lobby. But I was taking a shit in the lobby because I was in Mexico. My stomach was all torn up. Oh, so, you, dude, you took her to one of them places. See, Mexico's a bad place to take a, a new girlfriend. Destination because all the one. fucking, all the suites in Mexico, they're, like, open, open to air, the fucking man. bathroom. <laughs> you got to, so, like, really be in a relationship. Dude, oh, when I, the first time Emily and I went on a trip together, we were fucking down there in Ixtapa yeah. at oh, yeah. Cristal. Yeah. And, dude, the fucking bat, like, dude, we had been dating... We went, three we had been dating, yeah, three, yeah. three, four months. And, and so I took her. And, dude, I mean, we knew each other, but still, like, like we weren't to the level other. of like taking a dump in front of each yeah. other. So, dude, like, I mean, yeah, but it's like, a real thing with open air. That's with another open, level. You, That's a year. You got to be dating for a year for the open air yes. shit. You know what I mean? So, so like, I'm with To you. explain this to the people listening, the people, the, the person you're with can see you shitting. Yeah. Which isn't the worst part. The worst part is when she can see you wiping your that's ass. That's the worst. <laughs> dude. Because now, yes, I mean, that's real, though. Like, dude, I'm. we've been together 10 fucking years, and I, I have, like, a little pocket door on my shitter, you know, in my bathroom. And, like, I'll, I take a shit so I can watch the kids, you know, and then she'll kind of be walking around. But if I go wipe my ass, I'm closing the door. Like, you know dude, what I mean? Yeah, because, door is going closed 1,000%. Because 000%. nobody looks good wiping no. their ass. No. Like, when you catch someone wiping their ass, you just took their fucking soul, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like getting caught beating off, dude. Like, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. You just look down at the ground. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Like, you just keep going. <laughs> look at Vaughn. Vaughn is like, where did this go? No, I, actually, it's making me think of when I was in fourth grade, I took piano lessons. You got caught beating off from no, the piano no, no, teacher? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I took piano lessons from this chick named uh, Claudia Fox, and I, I would go directly after school, and I'd walk up to her house, and I was waiting for the the kid before me who was still in the you know still uh, taking the lessons from her and i all of a sudden i had to go like 
terribly bad, like bad, bad, bad. And so I'm like, I don't know what to do because I can't go in there. The other kid's uh, doing his lesson. So I basically crawled behind her bushes and I just dropped right there and I just dropped a huge deuce. While I'm doing it, (laughs) while I'm doing it, while I'm doing it, she comes out and she's like looking around. She's like, Vaughn, Vaughn. And I just look totally dead silent, right? Yeah. So she comes back in. I finished my I finished my job. I I decide okay I can't. What'd you wipe with? Oh I don't know. I have no socks. Bro. I, yeah I don't know. But I I had socks. to go to bath. You go to socks so before you go to your hand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so sock, I underwear I, socks socks <laughs> underwear fuck. <laughs> Fucking protocol, man. So what I, That's why I wear a wife beater always. I wear a fucking nice. wife beater in the event. Wait, wait, wait. It tears up into hold fucking on, hold, great. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Just so I fucking understand completely. Yeah. <laughs> so the protocol <laughs> for this situation yes. is wife beater first. No, no, no. Socks first. Sock, sock. So, okay, so you got two socks. Yep, underwear. Underwear, then your undershirt. Then, Peter, then your undershirt. Okay. But you got to wear a nice undershirt, see, so you can tear it. This so is like Hulk what Mania. happens to this if you're like it's like at the swimming pool? Oh, man. You're fucked, dude. Like, <laughs> well, that's unless you're Chris Klein. Yeah. Well, he's got probably the greatest fucking shit story of all time. I'm not going to ruin it, but well, it is fucking hilarious. Okay. So I pull, so I, I finished my business. Can you imagine people right now listening to this? They're probably like, no, they're laughing. They're, yeah. they're, they're probably like, oh my God. Uh, these fucking buffoons <laughs> fucking tell a toilet humor. You sound like Beavis and Butthead. I will tell but you anyway. one of the greatest things is about having kids is wet wipes are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Very, very true. So anyway, I come back around, and I, I wanted to make it look like I was just running up from, from you know, that I wasn't already up at their house. So I do that, come in, everything goes goes great, all right? Totally, she didn't, you know, as, as far as I know, she didn't catch me, right? week later, I walk in to do my piano lesson, and she sits down, and she says, listen, before we begin, I have a question that I need to ask you. And I said, okay. And she said, I thought this was going to be about my, you know, my practicing and everything. She goes, <laughs> I can't, she goes, Vaughn, did you defecate in front of my house? <laughs> I'm like, what does I, don't defecate even, mean? I don't know what, that's what I said. I said, I don't know what that means. And she goes, did you go to the bathroom in front of my house last week? And I'm like, no, why? And she said, well, I found evidence that you might have. And I go, are you sure it wasn't a squirrel or something? <laughs> Dude, so this is... So but I totally denied it, and she didn't press the issue. Oh, so you're a liar. Yeah. So basically, yeah. this is why you don't play the piano. <laughs> yeah, right. Basically, yeah. Cancel uh, the really, next really, really bad, bad uh, images associated with that. So, but well, Vaughn, no. if you ever take a shit outside my house, I'll have you on camera. Uh, well, so you can I probably even, I'll won't. I'll even send you the footage. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I enjoy peeing outside. I don't ever pee inside. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I would much rather tonight. pee outside than in a toilet. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. You got to worry about where you're aiming. Like, it's just easy. <laughs> That's fucking, yeah. literally the best fucking thing about my house. Is, you know, is cameras? No, I pee outside. I pee anywhere. Oh. I live in a, like a little secluded oh, yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah. and I fucking pee anywhere I want. Yeah. And you know what? In you know, fact, it started a bad trend here. I pee outside here, and it's not good. I, now I go all the way down in the woods. You know, is it true? I've always heard this, and I don't know if it's true or not. But is it true yes, that it's if that you big. It, no? <laughs> is it true that if you do actually pee Genetics. outside? <laughs> is is it back. true that if you actually pee outside and like a cop finds you, that's some sort of really heinous dude? I think thing? it's. Uh, I think it's. Like I think it's sex a sex crime, shit. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I know that's around crazy. here it is. That's crazy. You get some sort of uh, sex thing. 
I don't know, offender. You can yeah. have a list. <laughs> you got a list you don't want to fucking be on. <laughs> yeah. Dave, what's it like to be on that list? Listen, <laughs> don't worry about me. Vaughn, you're a, you're a pastor or preacher or something. You should be on that list. Oh. <laughs> That's nonsense. Oh, uh, I don't even know where to go with that yeah, one. Well. well, as much as I've enjoyed this conversation on feces, um, it is interesting. I, you know, I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but uh, most of the latest polls, the president actually has a pretty high approval rating, uh, you know, relative to, to Trump in the, in the couple years that he's been president. Um, and the most recent data suggests that, A, um, the impeachment process is not going to affect his ability to get reelected. Most Americans believe, the majority of Americans actually believe he will be reelected. And if anything, it looks like the impeachment may actually help him because it's energizing his base. So, surprise? Big surprise? I, I think that's pretty poor strategy on the on the left side if they're trying to win. as to Because basically what they're doing is poking an entire hornet's nest of people who are normally silent. Well, know? and he's normally got to do something outlandish to get at the top of the headlines every single day, and now he doesn't have to they're do anything. For <laughs> they're, right. they're fueling that yeah, fire. And what's happening is, you know, agree or disagree, it really doesn't matter. I'm just saying it from a strategic standpoint. What's happening is by them making this the topic – Considering where they are in people's mind right now, um, they're creating the frenzy that they don't want because there's a lot of people out there that, quite honestly, already know they're going to vote for Trump no matter what the fuck anybody else says. And what they're doing is reminding people how important it is to actually stand up and vote. Um, this is the problem with the, mani- the media manipulation that's going on is that <clears throat> there's not a lot of truth being told on anybody's part and they're being trump is so fucking smart that he is actually manipulating them back based off of whatever they say about him you know what i mean so you know i i agree with what you're saying the reason there's a whatever the high approval rating i would say is because they're get people are so fucking tired of the nonsense and they're so ready for real things to happen in America and not just false promises that are I think people are just tired of the bullshit and they 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 recognize it and they recognize an easy way to say this is people have woken up to the fact that the media is full of shit and so they've now when they see the the media trying to manipulate a situation that just pushes them further away from whatever cause they're trying to drive Follow what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And well, I think I think what what's also true is that historically the American people are very sympathetic toward a leader who seems to be not be getting a fair shake. I mean, you think about Bill Clinton, and even back then, a lot of people would say, "Listen, he probably did something wrong, but the witch hunt that is that is happening as a result of what he did is kind of over it's, the it's top." It's comical, and it and it com- ended up it ended up helping him get reelected. Support, right? Yeah. And that's what I think's probably happening with Trump. They're saying, "Listen, the guy's not a saint." But at the same time, does he really deserve all the stuff that's going on? But it's also coupled with the fact that I think the unemployment rate is as low as it's ever been in the entire U.S. history. And specifically, minority unemployment rate is as low as it's ever been. So, I mean, you think about, you couple on the fact like, hey, man, I'm paying my bills. I got a job. The economy's booming. Life's working in the right direction. I know this guy's an asshole, but things are going. Nobody wants to upset that apple cart. You know what I mean? Right now, things are moving in the right direction. No, there's lots of people that want to upset that apple cart. Yeah, right. It's just that. They are not; those people are not 
serving the interests of everybody else. They're serving themselves. Self-service. Right. Because if we actually cared about the integrity of our country, we would not judge someone based upon their party affiliation. We would instead judge someone based upon what they're actually doing. And that's a hard thing for people to do. That's what's happening right now. People who would normally say, yes, I believe this person, or yes, I believe what they're saying, have now lost that belief in terms of like what the left is standing for. And they said, there's a lot of people, and a lot by a lot of people, I mean 4 to 6% of the people, which those are the people that make up the actual election. Those people have said, I don't fucking believe you anymore. Like, I don't believe the media anymore. I don't yeah. believe you. Well, and these outlandish lies are And so the to more do, that they yeah. try to pour gas on that same message, the more people don't believe them. Yeah, and you start seeing it. Right. Just and so that's what's happening. And that is no bias on my part either way. I happen to think that Trump's doing a pretty good fucking job. Well, I think but if Trump gonna... were to do a bad job, I would be the first one to say, He's hey, doing a bad you're doing job. a bad fucking job. I care about the country. I'm not affiliated... Well, I think what you see and what I, where I know this long enough, but like what you see is their tactic is blowing up in their face and you like that. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. But that's happening across. I think that's happening in society. No, I, I love think, it. I think, you know, uh, 10 years ago when you were called a racist, it would fucking bury you. But now because the term's been overused by the media so much, the real racists get off. With like, oh yeah, he's fucking racist. Like, yeah, most people are like, well, whatever. right. So that's what's happening now with with the that, politics. That politics thing is people are so that it, it's just lost its power. You know what I mean? Because it's been overused. Like when you say Trump's a racist, and there's really no evidence of him being a racist, and you say it over and over and over and over again, eventually everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, lost your credibility. What are you talking about? And now these same people are coming up with other things. They're standing on you know the all the other issues. And, and and the dangerous part here, which is dangerous, is that people will just now vote for one side because they're so sick of the other side. And they don't and, and they're do and this side over here is doing this, right? So if you really want to accomplish your mission over there, you might want to think of a better strategy than just continue to use the media to just blow motherfuckers up or social media because it doesn't have its power anymore. You get attacked for one or two days and then it's it goes away. Like, people are, people understand that. You know, I saw a celebrity post the other day about something about people getting canceled, like cancel culture. Uh, I believe, didn't we talk about this already? Cancel culture? Oh, the Me Too culture. Yeah, well, we... No, we, it's not Me Too. Me Too is a different thing. It's the, it's the cancel culture. It's, it's um, you know, we're going to fucking bury you. Right. You're canceled, Okay. Because you, said, some, yeah, you said something or did something that, you that, didn't, you thought, that yeah. people didn't like. And that and so what we have a situation now is where people are getting canceled left and right every fucking day by social media or the media, and nobody is actually canceling them. It's just like a publicity thing now. You know, they actually end up more famous than before. We've seen this over and over and over again. You know, so we have these situations where people don't like what people saying and they give them the shine. And then all of a sudden, now everybody hears it, and they gain more support. Well, if you want that to stop happening, stop this mob shit and start addressing it. Because half the motherfuckers that all of you don't like, and that goes on both sides of the party, are people you made famous by sending a mob after them. And now you made them more effective. You know, So if you really don't like someone, the best thing you can do is, like it or not, is to fucking A, ignore them, and B, take action the other direction. That's the truth. 100%. Um, 
just to dovetail a little bit, I mean, you're you're addressing the cultural thing, but economically, this is really a fun fact. Uh, maybe not surprising to most people, but um, the consumer spending index there is a new high of new high of 62 percent give the economy positive reviews and that's according to rasmussen reports uh just to give you uh, like hey, a, let me a, tell you something it's going to be hard to win an election when the dude who's getting the the credit for the economy being good and everybody else in the real world is like making more money and paying less taxes and shit and see, shit seems to be going pretty well um and, and he, i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen in the next Remember when I told you Trump was going to win a year and a half before he fucking mm-hmm, won mm-hmm. on MSCO project? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this too. You're going to see this. You're going to see the media come out and try to create a recession. They're going to try to create it through their stories. They're going to tell you how bad the economy is. They're going to use their influence to get people to stop spending and start saving and pull money off the table so that they have some sort of recession economic crisis during the election campaign, which creates a loss for the Republican. It's coming. Yeah, guaranteed. No, I think you're right. I mean, as as a point of reference, the index reach. So, as for those of you who don't completely understand, the consumer uh, confidence index, the highest was 121.5 in the Obama administration. That was the peak. Uh, It is currently under Trump. It's 144.3. So it's very, very high. The confidence in the economy is very, very high. And you're right. Like, no amount of calling people. No amount of calling people names. Is going to overcome people's confidence. People in are loyal to their own situation. Yeah, they are. You know what I'm saying? Very yeah. loyal to their bank account. That's right. And so, but mark my words, and then, and I'm not saying there won't be a recession because some people think there will be, and I'm not a fucking economist, but I understand basic shit. And I'm going to tell you, there's going to be an attack on our economy by our own people in this country, hoping that the economy goes down so they can take a power position. That is fucking wrong. It's fucked up. So, and, and, and you guys listening, pay attention and watch that. I don't care which way you vote. That's your choice. But just pay attention because you would have to ask yourself then, well, if that's what these people are willing to do, do they really have the best interest in the, of me in mind if they're willing to fuck up my situation so that I can put someone else there? That, that, just because I don't like someone. I don't like that they're loud. I don't like that they're obnoxious. I don't like that half the shit they say sounds ridiculous. I, just because you don't like someone doesn't mean they don't do a good job. And that's that's what I think people should be paying attention to, you know, because it's going to happen. Watch. And, you know, honestly, as a business guy, I don't know that I necessarily fear the economy going back down because that's what all the opportunity is. Now, I hope it stays up because if it goes down, that means people are going to hurt. And I think if you if you purposefully manipulate your power to cause people pain – that's fucked up. Now, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to the show, which I know a lot of you are because of my last podcast series, um, that's when the opportunities are. So pay attention to that as well. So and I, I hope the opportunities don't happen because that means a lot of other people are going to hurt. But if you're one of the people that is in a position to make a play, that's the time you make a play. That's reality. So um, you got anything else for us today or what? I think that's good. I think we covered, yeah. uh, you know... All of the do you uh, think so? The defecating type of things yeah. and the the uh, Greta Thunberg and uh, yeah. all that. Yeah, I think we hit we'll some pretty some good, good t- content. Good content. Yeah, guys. Hey, this is how this show works. If you had a laugh, if you learned something, if you learned a new perspective, if it made you think, if you enjoyed it in any way, we have a fee. The fee is not monetary in value. The fee is hey, tell someone about the show. Bring us a listener, and I don't mean just like casually say hey, one time at a party. I mean for every episode. If you listen to the episode. And you say, that was a good episode? Tell someone about it. That's all we ask. So 
Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. We're looking forward to new episodes uh, on the weekly. And uh, on behalf of the team here, talk to you soon. Hey, I told my teacher, don't-